1: with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms. And we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and
0: welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday, the day before Liverpool play in Europe against Lask in the Europa League. Not a whole bunch going on today, though. One Liverpool player did almost have a massive moment in the Champions League last night, as Fabio Carvalho was denied what would have been a really nice goal by an offside flag. Uh, we can just take a moment, to just stop and laugh at Newcastle, who were denied what would have been the spawniest of all spawny wins by a very strange penalty decision. Uh, but not to worry. We'll be back in that competition next year and they will be in the Europa League. They might be joining us in the Europa League this season. And you would say they're probably the team that would be the biggest threat to us, uh, though I'd expect us to beat them over two legs. PSG could drop in. If they play like they have in this group stage, we'll wipe the floor with them. But there's an immense amount of talent in that squad. Uh, to matters closer to home, we finally have some news on Alisson Becker and Diogo Jota, who both got injured in the draw at Manchester City at the weekend. Allison is set to miss two weeks, uh, four games. So the likelihood is that Allison will be back for the United game on December 17th which will mean he'll miss the last game, which he wouldn't have played in regardless. There's not a chance Ali was playing against Lask. He will miss the upcoming game against Fulham, which we should win even without him. He'll miss the Sheffield United trip. Again, we should win that even without him. And he'll miss the Crystal Palace game. And again, we should win that Without him, he'll be back for United. That's the biggest game we've got coming up. He'll miss the Union-Saint-Gelo's game. So in truth, it'll actually be five games uh, that they'll miss, but two of them he wouldn't have played in any way. Uh, and I wouldn't imagine he'll play against West Ham in the League Cup. I'd imagine that will be Queevee Callagher. Kelleher. Uh, Diogo Jota, though, is set to be out for a little bit longer than that, according to Jürgen. Uh, He didn't give an exact timeline on when that might be, but it is a bit more severe, and we have to see. Now, I would still take the news and Ali with just a slight grain of salt because Jürgen doesn't necessarily like to give bad news on injuries. You know, Thiago's been a little bit away for a long time now. Stefan Besetich had a little, 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 little tiny injury in September. It's almost December and he's not back in training and there's no sign or timeline on him. Um, But look, hopefully Ali is back for that United game and... Hopefully, Queeving Callagher can do well over the next five games because this will be this is an extended run for Queeving. I mean, when you look at Queeving Callagher's career to date, uh, in terms of senior games of football, remembering he is 25 years of age, he's played 26 senior games in his career. Uh, This run of five games will mean he'll have played 10 games this season. That will be the most in his career. You'd assume he'll play West Ham. That's 11. That's the most he'll have played in any season to date. And not just by a game, by three games, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when your previous season best was eight, it's over a third of your previous season's best the three Premier League games he's now set to play will be the most he's ever played in a Premier League season. If he gets two more this season, he'll have doubled his career total of Premier League games to date. So this is a big moment for Cuevin Keller. He hasn't been good this season. He was not particularly good in the last game of last season. He needs to put in some big performances here. If he wants to earn himself a move away next summer, where he can go somewhere and be first choice and start to show the talent that he has in a starting role, he needs to do well in this run because it's probably the only opportunity he's going to get at Liverpool. Uh, there's a piece on this, Is Anfield, about the midfield evolution. There's a piece about Jeremy Doku and Trent that claims Doku didn't cook Trent but kind of did. Uh piece about Calvin Ramsey taking his biggest step yet in his return um made his first senior appearance in over a year on Tuesday. He obviously had the serious knee injury last year got injured at the start of this season having made the move to Preston on loan. Uh Preston did lose at the weekend. Or on, on Tuesday, rather. They were walloped 4-0 by Borough And um he played 45 minutes. So that's look, it's a big step for him. None of us really will care about the result. It's just about getting that kid games. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, Bobby Clark injury update. That's good. Uh Talented young midfielder Bobby Clark will have to wait a little longer for his return to action. It's been a frustrating few months for Clark, who has only five appearances to his name all season. Having been absent since October 1st, Ian Doyle, Ian the Doyle Doyle, reports he is not expected back in action until the new year. That's not great. That's a very talented young player. Very, very talented young player. He is one I think is going to make a first-team impact with Liverpool. I don't know if he ever becomes a regular starter, but if we're looking long-term at what our midfield could be, you've got, I think, Trent and Besetich, that inverted role, or that kind of centralised dictator role, that's that's them. Besetich is the backup to Trent. Alexis as that... Kind of complementary eight. I think Clark in that role could be very, very effective as well. So you have those two. The more attacking, ball dominant eight. We've got Dominic. We've got. Um, we've got Gravenberg. We need a defensive midfielder, and I think we need a second defensive midfielder. We have Endo for now, but you want someone that's going to be there long term. Talked about Mascaro yesterday, and the more I thought about it after. The more I thought maybe like Mats Weefer from Feyenoord, who was very good against Atleti last night, even when his team weren't. Him and Moscato might be the the ideal play. 50 million probably gets you the pair of them and boxes that position off long-term. So there's eight. And then Curtis Jones can play pretty much any of the roles. That would be nine. Now, Curtis obviously would be senior to Besetic, senior to Clark in terms of pecking order. um, But that's a nine-man group for four positions. That's ideal. That's really strong. And it has a a good homegrown element to it in terms of Trent, Besetic, Clark, and Curtis. Four players. You've also got Harvey Elliott, of course, who can play that attacking Ball-dominant role. So there's 10, and five of them are homegrown. still want Archie Gray. That'd be 11, which might be just one too many. I think nine is the ideal number if you're playing a four-man midfield, especially when you have like a couple that can play multiple, a bunch that can play multiple positions. Harvey is a second striker as a backup to Mo behind whoever's the backup to Darwin, that works. That would suit Harvey more. He can play it differently to Mo, obviously. He wouldn't be the goal threat, but he can drop deeper, get involved in the build-up, which Mo will do. can be a very creative outlet for us in that role. And his finishing has improved immensely. So, you know, he, he will get more goals as he gets older. You have Jota as the backup to Darwin, saying then Gakpo is kind of can play both roles. He'd be, again, senior to Harvey, but having those five, now it means Luis Diaz is the odd man out, but I don't know that he'll be at the club long-term regardless. I have a feeling that he's just going to end up moving on. Maybe not this coming, like next summer, but the summer after I could see him moving on. I don't know why. There's there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, you just, you, people say things about me, hasn't settled in England, doesn't necessarily like the weather, doesn't like the food, doesn't like living in England, doesn't like the English way of life, you know, would prefer more um Hispanic culture around him, whatever it might be. But I he's the one I think might leave. But the rest is is fairly solid. I still want Archie Gray though. Now maybe you buy Archie Gray and you convert him into a right back and that's just what you do. Um <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but Bobby Clark, I really, really do think that kid is, is destined to play a decent role for us. Uh Florian Verts, French center back, and Blackburn bleh, Blackburn teenager linked. So uh Jean-Clarte Debo would be a really good addition. Like, I, I can't actually think of many. Better additions we could make. He can play primarily as a right side centre back. So assuming Matip leaves in the summer, we're gonna need someone to rotate with Ebu. be competition for Eboo. He can also play left side, so he could play alongside Eboo when Virgil needs a rest. He can play as a holding midfielder, so he could play there if he needed him to. He'd be pretty strong really would be pretty strong. Uh, Adam Wharton is the Blackburn teenager being linked. He's a talented player as well. Um, He has been quite impressive for Rovers. He's 19 playmaking midfielder. Certainly an interesting one to keep an eye on. He's more of an 8 and we're loaded with 8s. We don't really need an 8, so I, I have doubts that we'd be the team that would go and get him, but he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, and then Florian Verts. I mean, there's there's very few more talented players in Europe than Florian Wirtz. Um, oh, this is good. Uh, Liverpool book recommendations. Our top 11 for you. Joanna Durkin's put this together. Uh, Ian Herbert's book Quiet Genius, the story about Bob Paisley. That is outstanding. Highly recommend that one. Uh, The Anatomy of Liverpool by Jonathan Wilson. It's brilliant. So do read that. Uh, Steven Gerrard's autobiography. I would pass on that one. I just think footballers' autobiographies are really boring, and that is really boring. So... I, I wouldn't bother myself with that one. Hillsborough the Truth by Phil Spratton. That's excellent by that one. Red Odyssey by Jeff Golding. That's very good. Uh, Bill Shankly's autobiography. It's good. It's interesting because he's an interesting man. George Sefton's book, The Voice of Anfield. Yeah, highly recommend that one. Some Just some good stories in that one. Um Kieran Smith and Jeff Golding writing The Untouchables. It's excellent. Get on that one. Raphael Hon- Honigstein's biography of Klopp, Bring the Noise. It's a good one. Red or Dead by David Peace, I thought was poor. I'm not a big David Peace fan, if I'm honest. But if, you, if it's your bag, it's your bag. Uh, the Liverpool Encyclopedia, Arnie Balderson and Goodmunder Magnusson. Uh, they're the boys who run LFC history.net two great lads. And the book is very good. So do check that out. It's a good list. I, I would skip on red or dead. And I would skip on the Gerard autobiography. Cause I, I genuinely think it's pretty dull. This is not an easy one to put down. It really is. You'll put it down in your face and you fall asleep reading it. Um, Why passionate Nat Phillips isn't playing for Celtic and what happens next? Not playing because he's not very good. That's why he's not playing. He's not playing because he's not very good. Simple as that. He's not good enough to play for Celtic. And Celtic aren't great, but that's why he's not playing. Doesn't need to be any deeper than that. Uh, Sin bins could be introduced in the Premier League as early as next season. So these would be for cynical fouls and dissent. And I know a lot of people are against it. I kind of think it might be decent. I'd like to see it trialed anyway. I'd like to see it trialed and see what happens. So the the rules would be that only the captain would be able to approach the referee in certain major game situations Uh, Sin bins for dissent and uh, specific tactical fouls to be trialed at higher levels and stricter application of laws for mass confrontations, which would mean yellow cards galore. I, I actually think it's a decent enough idea so I can get on board with the idea of sin bins. It works really well in rugby. It works really well in rugby. And in rugby, referees properly control the game without having to be the look at me, I'm the main attraction here type of dickhead that we see football referees become. Uh, Musilowski's agent has agreement over next transfer. Most clubs in Poland want him, says the agent. I, I, I don't really know what's going on with him. He looks very talented, but people that do watch him... um in general say he's been quite inconsistent since joining. His manager did say recently that he's been brilliant this year. The level of consistency has risen. So maybe he'll get a look in at some point. Kid is, he's clearly very, very talented. But for whatever reason, it, it hasn't translated to him getting involved in the first team. Sin bins could hurt Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. Well, in fairness, they are the the king of the tact of the, the the tactical foul. Uh, Mohammed Salah has no decision to make as Saudi Pro League hits another low. What's going on here? The Saudi Pro League continues to suffer from low attendances, and with Mohammed Salah attracting interest, there is surely no decision from to make. Uh, Al Wada played Al Khaleej and four hundred and forty seven people turned up. the stadium holds thirty eight thousand. That's magnificent now, neither of them are clubs backed by the p i f um nor do they have to my knowledge any yeah big name big name players excuse me, I'm quite tired um but yeah, Jesus Christ <laughs> four hundred and forty seven people. That is brutal. Liverpool hot on Champions League star after Man City display amid Thiago transfer update. Uh, Liverpool should scout next Sadio Mane with incredible goal record, perfect for Jurgen Klopp. We'll have a look at these. Dar- Liverpool should sign competition for Darwin Nunes, who's about to break 14-year-old Luis Suarez record. We'll come back to that one. Uh Rio Ferdinand and Gary Neville disagree in on Trent Alexander Arnold in horrific Liverpool claim. Right, we'll we'll check that as well. Rio Ferdinand, as we know, is a dreadful gang of lads and is generally wrong about pretty much everything. Uh right, who is the Champions League star? Oh, Louis Appenda scored two goals last night for Leipzig against City. Uh Sasha Sasha. Sasha? Uh, Tovaleri, who's well-connected within the Belgian game, he says that we're keeping an eye on him. I, I don't know if that's true. I, I genuinely don't. I don't see us signing another nine. Now, could he play from the left? Maybe, but is there, enough, is there any balance in that front three with Salah, Darwin and him? Salah, Cody and him would probably work a bit better, but then Darwin is better than Cody, so would kind of not really make any sense. Diaz is a better left winger than he would be as well. So I think if we're signing a left winger, you want to go for someone that I think can raise the level of the team rather than kind of a sidewards move. Um, Liverpool should scout next Sadio Mane. Da, da, da. Oh, Frank the kid who's playing up at Mittelland. Um. Okay. So he's got twelve goals and three assists thus far this season in 18 games, but he's played only 829 minutes in all competitions. Uh, so he's averaging a goal or assist every 55 minutes. Um I mean, Michelians have done really well at producing young players over the last few years, so it, it might be one to keep an eye on. He's nineteen, came through the Benfica academy. He's a Guinea-Bissau international. Hmm. If Santiago Jimenez then is the the player they should sign, apparently to to competition for Darwin I do like Jimenez he's not going to go anywhere in his next move where he's not first choice there's absolutely no chance he's going somewhere where he's not going to be starting game in and game out Um, he's a really good player Santiago Jimenez um, right what did Rio Ferdinand and Gary Neville disagree on Trent was awarded man of the match, but Rio was far from impressed with his display. The man of the match was was silly. Um, he wasn't man of the match. Rio highlighted his defensive shortcomings. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. He, he definitely wasn't great defensively. Um. But there was some moments defensively that were quite good, but I don't know. Rio's a dreadful gang of lads, so we won't be siding with him anyway. Uh, on Anfieldindex.com, there's a piece about Daniel Mallon, a piece about Florian Verts, allegedly, allegedly, we lead the race for him. A uh, piece about Jamie Carragher. And there is an article based off of the Under Pressure pod, which I assume you've all listened to by now. If not, make sure you get on that. Get on the Songs of Anfield pod with Dave Davis and um, David Jags from the Ragamuffins and check out the latest scouted ahead of Lask. And that's it, folks. That's all I have for today. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show.